Welcome to Women in Turf, a multimedia series spotlighting female superintendents, past and present, who currently represent that small minority in golf turf management. Presented by Foley. Welcome to this episode of Women in Turf. I'm your host today, John Reitman, and our guest is Leanne Larson. Leanne is Golf Course Superintendent and Director of Operations at White Cliffs Country Club in Plymouth, Massachusetts, where she has worked for the last 23 years. Leanne, thanks very much for joining us today. That's my pleasure. Now, you have been a superintendent for about 30 years. Yes, yes. But you didn't go right to... out of college. No, I went to school for business. <laughs> yeah. So you obviously didn't go to school with a turf background in mind. What no. take us back to what how you got into business and what changed your mind to get you into turf? I got a degree in business just figuring, you know, that's you could do any kind of work with that, but I was in an office for about 9 months and uh, in a corporate environment and just realized that that was absolutely not where I wanted to spend the rest of my life. I grew up on the fifth hole of a golf course. I had worked on a golf course going through school and just kind of hit the pavement looking for a job and was very lucky. I I found a job, I think a day, within a day. And, uh, you know, I really haven't looked back. It it is what I want to do. It is what uh, I enjoy doing. It's a totally different lifestyle from someone with a degree in business. I mean, my days are, they can be 24 hours long or they can be, you know, 10 hours long, but I enjoy being outside. I enjoy uh, everything that it really entails the management of uh, managing the golf course. And, uh, you know, I'm lucky. I get to take my dog to work every single day and I see the sunrise and I see the sunset many days can't say that in corporate America. You know, this job, uh, especially the job that I have now, I I hold the title of uh, Director of Operations for the club and a little background on what we are. We're a a private country club uh, located on Cape Cod Bay. Um, We consist of 358 upscaled housing units, a clubhouse, an indoor pool, a fitness center, uh, clay tennis courts, and uh, I oversee all of these operations to include the landscaping of the entire community, the golf course, the pool, the tennis, the beach, the fitness. Um, so my day can be a long day, but um, it's just it's it's a different. I think it's a different feeling than uh, you know twelve hours in an office all day long. So going back a little bit to what you had just told us, what was the golf course? that was nearby when you were growing up? It doesn't exist anymore. It was Milford Country Club. It was a small nine-hole golf course. Milford, Massachusetts, in Massachusetts. I grew up, uh, you know, shagging golf balls and caddying and uh, playing golf myself. And uh, it it kind of started uh, my interest in golf. So did you play golf as a child growing up? I started playing golf when I was about... uh, probably 12 before I actually took it up and uh, it came fairly easily to me. So uh, I played golf um, in high school. I actually played on the men's team. There wasn't a team for the women uh, when I grew up, Um, but uh, I enjoyed playing golf. 
and it, it came fairly naturally to me. So that's why I did it. When you decided to get into the golf business, were you aware of the t- at the time of how few women were in that industry? I'll say yes, cautiously, because I really didn't know. I I went into it specifically because it sounded like something I would enjoy doing, something where I could still use my business degree and uh, be outdoors and, you know, go to work in casual clothes. So, no, I didn't. But uh, at the time, um, Patty Nags, uh, Mary Patricia Nags, Patty Nags was at a club not too far away. And, uh, you know, I had some conversation with her. She was at the country club, which is a you know, really nice high-end club. And she seemed to have enjoyed what she was doing and uh, kind of always had her if I needed her in the background. What was the atmosphere around the golf business like for women then i i can say from my experience um it was it was nothing but a positive experience the 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 guys that were superintendents were um inviting helpful um just a solid group of of men and um you know i know it it existed out there but i honestly can say i never experienced a uh, a negative um feeling or negative feedback. Um, I, I was fortunate that, that it was, it was a good experience. And, and like I said, there were some really good superintendents along the way that were very, very helpful and, um, never really looked at this as a male or female situation. Now a business major to golf course superintendent is a pretty non-traditional path. <laughs> yes. I can certainly see how easy it might be to get that first job working on a golf course, but how do you make that transition from A to B without the formal turf experience in between? Um, I, I, I guess going now, looking forward 30 years later, I, I had the strong management skills, and honestly, the turf came very easy. Um, I was lucky. I worked for a small club. Uh, it was a prep school and they owned a golf course and at the time I was hired as just a worker and within six months I was uh, promoted to the assistant superintendent and within a year and a half I was the superintendent so uh, and what was the name of that facility that was St. Mark's school Uh, it was a preparatory school in uh, Southboro Massachusetts it was a great uh, opportunity you know it wasn't a high-end club but it was an opportunity to learn um continued to learn about uh, turf management. I took every class, every seminar, every anything I could take to to learn the business. Um, and it was um, fairly, uh, I don't want to say easy to learn because uh, turf is very, it goes day to day on, on what it is. But uh, I was able to go there, learn the ropes. Uh, my business degree helped me with my management and also with the budget aspect of the job. And from St. Mark's, I went on to do a grow-in. And that was uh, uh, probably one of the the best learning experiences for myself. And from there, just have gone, you know, forward. But my entire turf education is is from um, experience and not from uh, attending a classroom situation. 
how did that help you expand your career? That was at the golf course I I had grown up on. Uh, it had been sold and was um, developed into a housing community as well as a golf course. So um, the developer had had sought me out at St. Mark's, had heard that I was familiar with the golf course and the area. And so I interviewed, went in, did the growing, um, stayed on for about three years and then moved on um, to work for a management company, uh, Corker Jenison, and uh, got a lot of experience with multiple golf courses at that point. Um, and uh, got to work under Jeff Carlson, who, uh, you know, a lot of people know Jeff, uh, and Jeff was so helpful and uh, just really a great mentor. And to this day, you know, Jeff and I speak at least twice a week. So, um, and then from from the management company, uh, was given the opportunity to come where I am today, in, in a capacity that is was uh, it was just a superintendent at the time, but our club was fairly young at the time, and we have grown into uh, what is my job now. I manage multiple multi-million dollar budgets and uh it's a fairly busy active um always growing type operation who are some of the other folks who helped you along the way oh i i i have to credit uh, you know just being an active member in the association i um i served on the board for the um golf course superintendent of cape cod uh from 2002 to 2012 in every capacity that the the board had. And, uh, you know, that was just an unbelievably great bunch of guys that uh, um, kind of like a brotherhood. Uh, these guys were great. Any questions, any anything. Still to this day, they're, they're you know, I can send out an email question to the to 50 superintendents and and 40 of them will respond um and and they've just been good a good network and a good group of people uh to help you along the way really who are the people on your speed dial now sure i i would definitely give jeff a call uh jeff and i bounce ideas off each other all the time um i had a great working relationship with jim skorolski from the usga uh, jim just recently retired but i could give him a call i mean the i've got the joe Falasetti at pine hills right up the right up the street uh, dave at atlanta country club uh, i mean there's nine golf courses in this town alone that uh and uh if I reached out to any of those guys, they would not be judgmental or critical, but only helpful. And, and that's, uh, that's just been part of the reason why I stay where I am. And it's a funny story. I came down here and interviewed. I, I, I did not have any intentions of ever taking this job. I came down because I hadn't interviewed in a while, thought it would be a good idea to, to interview and, um, 23 years later, I'm I'm still here, and and if everything goes well, I'd like to finish my career here. What changed your opinion after you arrived for the interview? Um, I met with the the general manager at the time. I met with the green committee, and I saw it was a golf course in need. It was an operation in need, and um, it appeared that that the club was committed to taking it from where it was to where it is today and um i felt like it offered me an opportunity to to really 
get involved in a lot of different um, aspects of, of managing the golf course. And uh, we have come a long way, and uh, and it's been through the financial um, commitment of the club and its its boards and its members that, that we are who we are today. We're going to take a quick break for a brief message from our sponsor. For over 90 years, Foley has set the industry standard in designing and manufacturing of sharpening equipment. Whether it is your need for exceptional quality, reliability, and efficiency, Foley has listened to you and understands your desire for precision sharpening solutions. We took the best of Foley grinders, the technology, the innovation, the ease of use, the premium quality of the end result, and combined it to create our best lineup yet. Visit FoleyCo.com, that's F-O-L-E-Y-C-O.com, and discover the details behind the brand that's sharper than ever. We're back on Women in Turf with our guest, Leanne Larson. Sounds as if you've been pretty fortunate in the supervisors and boards and fellow superintendents that you've encountered along the way. What about the people who work for you? I would think that, you know, it's sort of a transient or it can be sort of a transient oh, yeah. <laughs> um, um, uh, profession. And not a lot of guys who go from golf course to golf course would have experience working for a woman. Have you encountered any uh, interesting issues on that end of the business. I, you know, I haven't. And my, my crews have ranged from young kids, 18 years of age to uh, my oldest uh, crew member was 84 years old. And, um, my retirees are, you know, they're retirees from police departments and fire departments and highway departments. And these guys are guys, but, um, never, have I had a problem with any of them? I, I I'm a straightforward manager. My door is always open. I uh, I manage everybody pretty much individually, and um, the response from my team has always been an encouraging, um, supportive network. I, I say throughout all of the golf courses I work for. Uh, if I asked my team to walk off a cliff with me, I, I think 99% of them would do that. Um, just because I've never asked them to do anything I wouldn't do myself. And uh, I never tell anybody what to do. I ask them, <laughs> you know, we're, we're all free to go at any time. And uh, I'm fortunate here at Whitecliffs that I have a couple of guys that have been here um, since the first year I was here, you know, 23 years of doing golf course maintenance stuff. You wrote an article for the USGA on personnel management. Expand a little bit on your philosophy of managing people and trying to keep people year over year and how important that is to the success of the overall operation. Well, today, in today's time, it's so hard to get people, to attract people, to retain people. But my philosophy has always been, um, and I say this to people, I want their life order to be their health first, their family second, and their job third. And I try to manage that way where um, you, you, your health comes first, your family comes second, and your job comes third. Not saying that your job is, is to be anything less than what it is, but... Um, 
I, I, I manage that way. I, I try to live that way. And, um, I respect everybody that works for me and everybody's different and everybody gets managed a little differently. Um, but, uh, I try to be supportive. Uh, no operation, no matter how good I am as a superintendent is going to be any good if the people around me are, are not on the same page that I'm on. So that's, that's how I try to manage. And, uh, I try to encourage them. I try to let them get as much education as they want. And, uh, I especially manage my assistants where that their family has to really come second to their or first to their job. And uh, in turn, I have two just fabulous assistants that are great husbands and good fathers and uh, good men. So um, Mike Baptist is, is my um, one of my assistants and um, Ross Rabitti is uh, another assistant of mine. Both came from high-end clubs, both live uh, in the area now and uh, are established, and um, these are guys that will be great superintendents someday. Backtracking just a little bit, you mentioned how early on in your career you went to every seminar and every class you could find. Were those regional New England classes, things offered by UMass? Honestly, it was everything. It was UMass. It was, you know, your um, your chemical suppliers. It was the national, the GCSAA national. It was GCSAA educational seminars that used to be locally. Uh, it was um, the regional seminars that we had, the regional shows. I, I literally, I, I still to the day, Till this day, seek it out because I feel like if I get a little something from this, it, it just it's something new and it and it rejuvenates me and uh, uh, kind of puts a little bit of fire back into to what we do. We all know that this job is it's ever changing. It, it, it's um, I'm pleased with the direction it's gone in, um, you know. But you have to stay current and you have to stay up if you're going to. Uh, remain successful in this industry. I think the statistics from GCSAA show that uh, GCSA members or members who are superintendents, the numbers fluctuate somewhere between, you know, a little less than 1% to a little less than 2%. When you go to seminars, it seems like the numbers of women in attendance are even lower than that. The number of women who are visible in the business is really, really low. How do you break down that wall to make women, in, whether it be in college or, or kids growing up, who are looking for that first part-time job, and that this is a career that is not just for men and that it's something worth pursuing? I, I actually don't have an answer to that. I, um, you know, I don't even get a whole lot of young uh, women that walk in the door to to do this golf course type of work. I have uh, a landscape division that I oversee as well, and that department is 50% female. And any girl that's doing that landscape work could be doing the same exact work on a golf course, but they seem to gravitate more towards that, the landscape industry. And I don't know why that is. I mean, I know one thing is it, it's it's a tough career to be, you know, a wife and mother and, uh, 
and still be at work at five o'clock in the morning and some days at work still at five o'clock in the evening. But, um, you know, you get higher up in corporate America, it's the exact same thing. So I don't know why. It's it's something that's going to take a long time, I think, before, um, I guess, the stigma or whatever it is associated with this being a male industry. It is a predominantly male industry, but I've, any person I've ever spoken to, I would say to you that it is it is it's a good male industry. If it is, these guys have these superintendents are good men, and and um, just good guys to know. So I I don't know why they don't get into it. Um, it allows you a huge diversity in what you do day to day. It allows you. Uh, you know, the opportunity to meet all kinds of people, to really get in touch with what the environment is like. And, um, you know, I always tell everybody, I get to take my dog to work. You know, who else can say that? Not a lot of people, you know, and I think that's great. Leanne, thank you very much for your time. We appreciate you sharing your story with us. Thank you. You have been listening to Women in Turf on TurfNet Radio, presented by Foley Grinders, sharper than ever.